And welcome back in Stripe Show Podcast on a Wednesday. Farmers Insurance Open Week out in California, love. Be on the West Coast here for uh, a little while, and then they um, come on back here to uh, to Florida for the Florida Swing. And you know what's after that? The Masters uh, in April. So we're uh, we're ramping things up here a little bit, and uh, this week. On the podcast, going to talk some golf, just me here this week on a Wednesday. Got a great guest list, though, coming at you uh, into February. You're not going to want to miss it. And don't forget my other podcast, new podcast, Sports Pub. Uh, Go check that out. Had a great interview with Lanny Watkins. You want to talk about some cool gambling stories? You're going to want to listen to that one. Billy Kratzer was great in our first episode and then Lanny Watkins, it drops this Friday. Great gambling stories uh, with uh, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Tom Weiskopf. Perhaps you've heard uh, those guys. They used to play a Tuesday game. Lanny was like the commissioner. And uh, there's some epic stuff to be, uh, to be listened to there. So go check that out. But uh, this, this podcast, I uh, wanted to share some of my thoughts on uh, where I'm going uh, with some bets this week as it pertains to fantasy golf, as it pertains to some win tickets, top 20s, etc. Uh, last week, I got to tell you, I was uh, I was a little PO'd at a couple of my bets. Scotty Scheffler, come to find out after the fact, just went ahead and changed some clubs in his bag. Had no idea. Gosh, never a a great idea for me anyway when someone's changing clubs uh, heading into the tournament. So I uh, I bogeyed that one. Didn't know. Uh, found out afterwards. And then, of course, uh, Brooks Kepka comes out. And um, we find out now after the fact that he's parted ways with Claude Harmon the third, which is a bit of a surprise, I got to say. I mean, Brooks Kepka and Claude Harmon the third have had a great run. Terrific run from his time uh, when he played over in Europe, and then he comes over here, and of course he's he's crushed it. We know what he's done in major championships. Uh, he's become one of the best players in the world, and uh, sounds like after DJ, who Claude Harmon the third works with as well a little bit, uh, after the Masters, just went ahead and parted ways. So you can read into that how you want. For me, uh, it sounds like. Brooks is interested in perhaps having his own team uh, to take on DJ uh, and his team. Brooks, of course, was my win pick last week, and um, that triple bogey derailed that, and he missed the cut. But that's either here or there. Let's get to the Farmers Insurance Open. We've got a pretty good field here. Torrey Pines. We play two courses here, the north and the south. One round uh, will be on the North course, which is the easier of the two, but it has toughened up just a little bit. Um, The South course, much longer, and one of the more difficult venues on the PGA Tour. In fact, it's up in that 7,700-yard range, and it really tests all facets of the game. The U.S. Open, of course, will be there um, in the months ahead as we we get to the summer. One course, or excuse me, one round uh, on the North, three uh, on the south. And I think we're going to be looking at now this week, it's not going to be a birdie fest as we've been seeing uh, in weeks past. This 
uh, will be certainly a tournament that can be probably, you know, anywhere in the in the low 10s, right? 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, type of situation, um, you know, as far as a winner is concerned. Mark Leishman won here last year at 15 under par. Uh, Justin Rose, the year before that, just blitzed them at 21 under. And then Jason Day was 10, John Rahm at 13. Snedeker's won here twice. He was 6 under back in 2016. And then he was 16 under back in 2012. Jason Day's also won twice. There's Scott Stalling, Tiger back in 2013. So some big names. You know, you look at this golf course, um, it's a big boy course, and it tends to um, attract a, a good field, and the big names uh, will rise to the top. You know, anytime you see Tiger up there and you see a Jason Day a couple times, you see a Justin Rose, a John Rahm, there's Bubba Watson back in 2011. Uh, you know, those are some those are some big names. So I do think history, course history, experience uh, matters here. Um, you know, this is a golf course that has, I think, a lot of nuances around and on the green. Of course, we're going to be on POA on the south course. Interesting enough, it's bent grass on the north course. But anytime you hear the word POA, you know, some, some people start freaking out a little bit. Um, if you're not used to POA. I think POA can get in your head, especially as you start getting inside that six-foot range late in the day. The ball starts to bounce. That POA blooms a little bit and gets bumpy, and it can get frustrating. So I do think um, we will see some putts uh, that will be missed uh, this week uh, inside that six-foot range, perhaps more than we're used to seeing. Uh, but uh, make no mistake, you know, the, the south course – um, is the big is is the course that they'll be playing three times. It's the one you want to pay probably the most attention to. But I think what's interesting with the North Course, we don't know the splits yet. As I am filming this podcast, as far as who's going uh, morning afternoon or who's going afternoon morning, as far as the tee time. So you know, weather can change and play a role here. And I, I would think that. You know, the, the splits here do have some value. When do you play the easier of the two courses and what are the weather conditions? But when they get to the south three times, these are tough fairways to hit. These are tough greens to hit. And this is a tough scrambling venue. And this is a tough place to make putts. Um, when you look at PGA Tour averages, um, these players hit less fairways here on average. They hit less greens on average. They get the ball up and down less on average, and, and they make um, perhaps more three putts, it, it appears here, on average as well. And I think some of that lends itself to the shorter putts um, that we see miss. So tough spot, the south course. Make your birdies on the north, and then you better bring your A game uh, to the south. So you look at the model, and uh, how am I really kind of preparing the model here? Um, you know, strokes gain approach, if you listen to me on – the podcast and and my show that I do with Jonathan Coachman, Cash Out with the Coaches, you know that strokes gain approach is the most important uh, metric in the game of golf. That doesn't change here. However, strokes gain putting is right next to it. I think you have to go one and one A here. And I'll be certainly looking um, into a much deeper dive on who are the better POA putters, which we'll get to here later on uh, in the podcast. But that is a one and one A. Um, sometimes strokes gain putting 
is well below strokes gain approach. But I think when you look at the history here, um, you, you've got to move strokes gain putting up to a one and one a with strokes gain approach. And you also have to move strokes gain around the green up. And I think strokes gain around the green is just under those two. Um, there is a ton of value here for strokes gain around the green. And if you listen to me, you know that strokes gain around the green really kind of falls very low. Um, last week is about as low as I would value strokes gain around the green. Um, you know, it, it, when you, when you look at that golf course, uh, at, uh, at La Quinta there, uh, pretty straightforward greens, uh, not a lot of rough. Now you still got to be able to hit the shots. Don't get me wrong, but they're much easier short game shots last week than what they're going to be facing, uh, this week. So searching around the green really elevated this week, um, from where it was last week. And frankly, where it was really the last three weeks, the first three tournaments that we've seen on the PGA tour strokes in off the tee, I think is right there with it too. Strokes in around the green is two. Strokes in off the tee is two B, right? So we're going one and one A, two and two B. And um, and they're pretty bunched up, which means you better have the complete game. Distance, I think we're starting to now kind of move into uh, some courses here now where distance is going to have a little bit more value, right? We know distance always has value, but there are certain courses like the South course at 7,700 yards where it's tough to hit fairways distance matters, right? Because if you're hitting it 285, 290 off the tee and you're missing the fairway and they're difficult to hit, then it's a huge advantage to be hitting at 315, 320 off the tee and missing the fairway as well. So I, I think distance, you certainly have to move up here uh, this week um, when it comes to the Farmers Insurance Open. So that's kind of what we're up against here uh, this week. Now let's open up the computer here and let's get into uh, some of the specific aspects of the game like we do here on the podcast. All right, let's get into how the field has fared here. Uh, let's say over the last uh, five years at uh, the Farmers Insurance Open. Just scrolling through this here alphabetically. Keegan Bradley has played well here in years past. T16 last year, fifth and 18, fourth in 2017. Let's put it this way. If Bradley gains .02 in putting, he will be in the top 20 for sure. He's that good of a ball striker. Um, you look at Jason Day, T16 last year, T5 and 19, won it in 18, two-time winner here. Working with Chris Como now. So where's Jason Day at? Watch that trail knee. I'll be interested to see if Jason Day begins losing flexion in his trail knee in the backswing. I think that's something to watch from at least my point of view um, as an instructor course, worked with Colin Swatton for years and years. Last year, they split. Uh, Jason Day played very well there through the summer and then kind of faded off at the end of the year and now working with Chris Como. So that'll be interesting to watch. I'll probably pass on Day this week. You know, you get that change. It can take a little bit of time, but he certainly loves his place. No surprise. Phenomenal short game player and putter. Harris English, Going to get some play this week. Didn't play good last year. Um, T71, but does have a T8, T14, 
uh, in 2018 and 17. Of course, won earlier at the Sony, beating my boy, Joaquin Neiman, who had a win ticket on. Dang it. Harris English, um, Georgia Bulldog can handle these greens. Tony Finau, there he is. Not going to bet him to win, but I mean, my goodness, inside the top 20 the last five years, including three top 10s, you know, he's got the game. He's got the length. Um, you know, his approach game's good enough. I do think his putting is getting better overall. It's just situationally with Finau. That's all it is. I mean, he gets near the lead, and it's a different player. You know, he he's just not handling the situation. Uh, you saw it last week as uh, he's one shot off the lead coming into 11, just basically drop kick, snap hooks, a second shot on the par five into the water, misses a two-footer, makes bogey. Then he goes to 14, misses the green from 70 yards, and he's out of the tournament. And we've seen it time and time again. He gets close late on Sunday, and he fades. And then, you know, he's out of the tournament. He's five back, and he makes two birdies coming in, and he finishes in the top 10. And that's a Tony Fina for you. He's got 34 top 10s. No one's even close to that, I believe, in the last uh, five years. I think I saw Fleetwood's like at 14. It's all situational golf with Tony Fina. Handling the nerves late on Sunday. Top 20, I'm in. For Fina, win. I'll save my money. Taylor Gooch could be interesting. Finished T3 here back in 2000. Uh, in 19, Harry Higgs, one start back in 2020, finished in the top 10. I like Charlie Hoffman this week. He finished T9 last year. I think Hoffman's starting to get a little bit longer off the tee. And um, let me click on Hoffman here. Stand by. We're going into the Charlie Hoffman file, courtesy of Fantasy National. His best surface in putting is POA. He was 14th at the Sony. Uh, back uh, early this year, had a good approach game, lost a stroke and a half in putting. But uh, I think you know when I look at Hoffman, um, I I I, I kind of I just I, I feel like Charlie uh, is on a nice little heater here with his ball striking. He needs to get the putter going, but his last four tournaments you're looking at some very positive stuff off the tee and approach. Um, his around the green game is probably the question mark for me, uh, but I think the putter will be okay. Poa, he likes in the positive. On bent greens, I'm out with Charlie. On Poa, I'm in. I certainly will be looking at Charlie Hoffman, um, certainly in some of my DFS plays. Tom Hoagie finished fifth here last year. How about that? JB's played very well over the years. Max Homa was up there until Sunday. He faded with uh, Finau. He was T9 last year. It's interesting, right? You go through these names and um, who has fared well here. Charles Howe third has four top 20s in the last five years here. He didn't play last year. Charles Howe feels like he's going the wrong way right now, though. Probably going to pass on him. Sunjay hasn't played very well here. Two starts, T36, T52. Um, as we move down here, uh, there's Jason Kokrak. Man, that name just kind of pops up. T21, T20, T25. He's got, and he's missed a cut once uh, in the last uh, five years. So not bad, but you feel like Kokrak's a better player now. 
um, and certainly a name that we've been seeing more. Got that win uh, last year, I believe, out in Vegas. There's Mark Leishman, defending champion, back in 2020. Putted the absolute lights out last year. I remember he was spraying it everywhere, but the dude was putting to the ocean. He also has a T8 back in 2018. Hideki Matsuyama will get some play. Uh, T3 back in 2019. Didn't play well here last year, T45. Uh, we saw him splash. He finished last at uh, the Tournament of Champions. And then um, played, uh, let's see, Hideki, where are you at? Let's go inside Hideki's file. Hideki Matsuyama. Poe is his best surface. Um, you look at him, yeah, 19th. Uh, at the uh, at the Sony, that's where um, that's where he was, where everybody was making like eleven birdies around. Um, Mike, but look at this tournament of champions. I'm going to tell you this number. You might want to pull over before I tell you this number. Tournament of champions. Hideki Matsuyama lost nine point seven putting. <laughs> I mean, that is just unbelievable. Sony lost three point eight putting. Uh, he's a solid short game player, though. You know, I mean, Hideki's going to get you there to the green. I mean, he is in the positive. It's just, you know, how's he going to do with the flat stick? I mean, that's what it comes down to um, with Hideki Matsuyama, as we know. Um, but, you know, a place that um, with Poa seems to be um, his best surface. You never know. Roy McIlroy coming over from Abu Dhabi where he finished second. Not a good Sunday uh, for Rory, but I thought showed some signs. I tweeted out with Rory that I thought he looked very focused on Saturday. Great shape, focused. Unfortunately, he came out Sunday, and it was kind of much of the same. We've seen with Rory on Sundays, Terrell Hatton took it to him, five-shot lead, or five-shot win, I should say. Uh, but McElroy, T3, T5, not too shabby, right? Um, so can McElroy um, just kind of, really put it together for four rounds. And if he does, I think McElroy wins. In fact, I'm considering some moolah on Roy McElroy uh, to win. As we move down, Maverick McNeely, 15th last year. And there is Ryan Palmer. I think a guy that you really got to take a look at. Ryan Palmer uh, played very well out in Hawaii. T21 last year, T13 and 19, T2 and 18. And then uh, down to John Rahm. We know this is just a fabulous venue for him. Uh, a guy that won it back in 2017. He was second here last year. Patrick Reed, T6 last year. I like Patrick. This is kind of his spot here, I think. This is a place he can win at. You know, there's everybody's missing fairways. Um, everybody's missing greens. Patrick Reed, one of the best short game players in the world. Can handle Poa Greens. Good spot for him. Patrick Rogers can flat out putt Poa Greens. He's got a T49 um, here. Adam Scott, one start in the last five years, finished second. Interesting, right? Adam Scott, I think an interesting play here. Um, certainly one that I could see myself putting some money on to win uh, as well. Brant Snedeker. Kind of an outlier, I'll be honest. You know, Sneds, we know, can putt Poa. He's a beautiful Poa putter. Gives up a lot of distance. You know, he's not great in approach. But he just, you know, this is a spot he gets to and he feels comfortable and he goes. And um, 
obviously, uh, his his record shows for it. Spieth, Jordan Spieth in the field, T55 last year, T35. Is he working with Butch? Is he not working with Butch? Who knows? Pass on Spieth. Move on down here. There's Bubba Watson, played last year, T6. Interesting. Gary Woodland, I think, is a very interesting play as well. I think Woodland, um, this is a spot I could certainly put some money on him to win, too. Um, Woodland T9, back in 2019, T12 and 18, T20 and 17, T16, or T18 in 2016. Missed the cut last year. I think there's been some changes with Woodland, though, and I think he's starting to come out on the other side, working with um, Justin Parsons now, and uh, I like like what I'm seeing. Will Zalatoris in the field, I think he could be a bit of a dark horse, kind of top 20 pick. You guys know I feel very good about Will Zalatoris. So that's kind of a a look at some of the past performances in the field here at Torrey Pines. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team, in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest-performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. All right, up next here, let's uh, we're going to look at the field here. 2021 Farmers Insurance Open. We're going to look at the field as it pertains to strokes gain total. I like to go into the field here, fantasynational.com, and just look at the last, we're going to go 24 rounds, and we're going to go strokes gain total, which I think has a lot of value here, right? I mean, strokes gain total always has value, but here, you need the complete package here um, at Torrey Pines, in particular in the south course. Number one, Xander Schauffele. You know, Xander, you'll notice that I didn't, uh, mention his name as we were going through past performances. He's missed a cut four of five times here. It's fascinating, isn't it? Xander Schauffele has missed the cut four of five here in the last five years. T25 in, in 2019. And he's played this course a ton. A ton. So he checks out when it comes to statistics. We know that. But not at this venue, even though he's number one strokes gain total. Let that sit in for a while. Harris English is number two. That speaks to what I was talking about earlier. Harris English, again, Justin Parsons, his coach. We've been all over this for the better part of a year and a half. Um, if you follow the podcast, I had Justin on, and we talked about Harris last year and just the progression that was happening. No surprise to see him get into the winner's circle at the Sony, he is a complete player. And I challenge you now to treat him that way as you are going through your list of names, not just scrolling over him, but stop and consider, just like you would 
who's ranked third, and that's John Rahm. Uh, John Rahm ranked third strokes gained total last 24 rounds here in the field. couple question marks for John, though. He was a withdrawal last week. And, uh, and then, of course, the equipment change and where we are there. Uh, didn't look too bad there. Tournament of Champions loves this place, though. Uh, but where are we at with John Rahm, right? Where, is, is he uh, the equipment all good? Is he good uh, from a health perspective? Sounds like he hurt himself uh, perhaps working out or something. That's the uh, the rumor. So it'd be interesting to see. There's Siwoo Kim. Siwoo. Last week's winner. Very impressive. I got to tell you, I was blown away by Siwoo Kim down the stretch. Watch Tony Finau folding like a Bills Mafia table at a pre-funk. And then you watch Siwoo, Patrick Cantlay's throwing the book at him. And Siwoo is just bowing up. He's hitting driver off the deck for crying out loud. Birdie 16 and 17. Very intimidating 18th hole. Makes par. Very impressive. I got to tell you. Um, but, you know, coming off a win is difficult. But Siwoo is, is improving. And if you listen to the podcast on Money with Gary Williams, I talked about the improvement that he's made with Cloth Harmon third, who, again, ironically, uh, was fired from... Brooks Kepka, but Claude Armand III has done a really good job of Siwoo. He's becoming a better driver of the ball, and he's becoming a better putter. Rory McIlroy is at five. Um, it's easy to look at these stats with Rory and pass, but you know with Rory last year, he was unmotivated. We know that. Rory unmotivated, um, was having a child, and, and you could see it. COVID crushed Rory, his game. No one was playing better golf than Rory McIlroy. Pre-COVID, he comes back from COVID, he had nothing. Um, I saw a motivated Rory McIlroy. He looked different to me. I know he struggled Sunday, but Rory McIlroy is going to be back in the winner's circle here very, very soon. Will's out Taurus is six. How about that? Here comes this young man. If you watch the preview show on Cash Out with the Coaches, I featured Will Zalatoris as someone to watch in 2021. What kind of game does he have? Well, he's got good length. Uh, He's an excellent iron player. Um, And I think his putting can be a little clunky at times. He putts just like Webb Simpson. So it'll be interesting to see with Will how much experience has he had here. I think he did play one time as an amateur um, standby, Will Zalatoris. Nope. I don't see it now. But anyway, I think he did play one as an amateur and missed the cut. Don't quote me on that, but I believe um, that he did. Tony Finau, there he is at seven. We know what Tony brings. There's Victor at eight. Probably going to pass on Victor this week. I just feel like short game is really elevated. I know he's making some changes with Jeff Smith, um, and I know he's getting longer, but, man, you want to talk about new technique around the green, taking it to Torrey, probably going to pass. Corey Connors coming in at nine. Uh, Connors is going to give you the ball striking. You know, when you start thinking about the top ball strikers in the game, you, you've got to throw Corey Connors' name in there. Um. You know, he, he's not he's not great, PJ Tour standards around the green. But I think his putting, last 24 rounds, 
trending. Okay, so I think Corey Connors uh, could be an interesting play here, uh, certainly from a statistical standpoint. And um, you look at his history here. He's played once back in 2018, and that was a T29. So you look at the DFS, and we're looking for some value. Uh, I think Corey Connors could be one to look at. There he is. Will Zaltorce missed the cut back in 2018. I knew it. I knew it. Cameron Smith is there at 10. Let's go to Stroke Scan Approach. Stroke Scan Approach, Keegan, my boy. No surprise. Number one, Matthew Wolf, number two, uh, from a Stroke Scan Approach standpoint. Now, remember, this is just 24. This is the last 24 rounds. Uh, Matthew Wolf was T21 here last year uh, in one start. So, Matthew Wolf could be uh, an interesting name, right? I mean, there's a guy that um, showed all kinds, I think, of growth last year. When you look at Matthew Wolf, he, uh, you know, it's he missed. The, he had a really tough stretch there at the end of um, 2020. He was, I, he was like 73rd CJ Cup, 50 Zozo, missed a cut at the Masters. He was a mess. Came out at the American Express last week, finished 40th, kind of up and down. Um, what's interesting with Wolf, though, his best surface is Poa. So a little experience last year. Matthew Wolf, back-to-back tournaments. Interesting play, right? I don't think I like him to win, but certainly uh, top 10, perhaps. Uh, not out of the reason. Will Zaltorce comes in third, strokes again approach. That speaks to what I was saying earlier. This kid can play. He can hit it. Uh, he's a very good ball striker. I had him on the podcast last year, um, right after the U.S. Open, where he just played excellent golf, was right there. Um, and um, that actually got him into the next week. And uh, he was scrambling to pack uh, to get down there. And um, the U.S. Open, he was sixth. And then he got into Corrales where he finished eighth. He was the favorite. I told him on the podcast, I was like, you know, you're the favorite this week. He's like, really? Yeah, how about that? Coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, missed the cut at the Sanderson Farms, fifth at the Shriner, 16th at Bermuda, 52nd at OHL. This will be the first time we've seen Will, who's on a sponsor exemption um, here at the Farmers Insurance Open. Very interesting player in this field. Number four, Bubba Watson, strokes gain approach. Had a good event last year. There's Doug Gim, number five. Gim is right there at the number two for me as very interesting player. Doug Gim. I think another one of those Texas guys, right? There's Bo Hostler. There's Scotty Scheffler. There's Doug Gim. Not great on POA. Limited sample size here, obviously. Fifth at the American Express. Last week, very solid across the board. Missed the cut at the Sony. And some nice golf late in the year uh, in the wraparound season when it started. 46 at the OHL, 18th at the RSM, 14th at the Bermuda, 23rd at Sanderson, 14th at the Safeway. Doug Gim kind of getting his footing. You know, you just kind of get that feeling with Doug Gim. He's getting his footing, getting comfortable on the PGA Tour. Russell Knox, not a surprise. Russell can strike it. Just atrocious on the green, just like Keegan. I mean, if he could putt, if Russell Knox could putt, my goodness, I feel bad for guys like that who are such good ball strikers. There's Kepka at seven. 
Um, who knows with, with Brooks right now? You know, he, um, I, I would have never bet him last week to win if I would have known of the change. I wouldn't have. You know, I, I know we're going to get a focus Brooks. I know that. We're going to get a focus Brooks Kepka. Um, but I wouldn't have bet him to win last week if I'd known there were changes like that going on. Um, so that changes things for me a little bit from the mentality of Kepka and where he is from a, you know, a, a mental standpoint, a technical standpoint in what he's trying to do. Um, because that's a change. Now, some guys, you know, they respond differently to it. But, you know, Claude and Brooks have been together for a long time. So this is a significant change um, when it comes to Kepka. And he did have a very good start on Friday. I believe he was four under through six on the tougher of the two courses, on the Nicholas course. And then he had the one-bag swing on the par three and made triple on that that was it as far as making the cut. It would have been interesting to watch him play golf on Saturday and Sunday, though, uh, for Kepka. Henrik Norlander comes in eight. There's Griot at nine. Griot showed nothing on Sunday. Griot, again, in putt, not a good spot for Griot, though. Or Orlander for me. Norlander, excuse me. Good ball strikers, but I, I think the short game and the putting is has way too much value here for those two. I like them on courses, say like last week, where less rough, not as difficult shots around the greens, um, and, and and really pretty flat greens, pretty straightforward greens. And there's Corey Connors um, at 10, kind of a similar feel for me um, when it comes to that. Now, speaking of around the greens, who are the best short game players around the green last 24 rounds? Harold Varner's first. Um, you know, Harold Bonner's name pops up from time to time, right? You see it. He goes low. He's a good approach player, and he's good around the greens. and Not too shabby off the tee either. Can you get the hot putter um, with Harold Varner? And here, no, he's missed the last four cuts. I'm going to pass on Varner. Siwoo Kim comes in at two. Siwoo is such a good short game player. I mean, just so good. Um. You know, as I mentioned, now with Siwoo, you get the driver and the putter improving. And uh, he can build on those three ones. Steve Stricker's three. Bo Hogue is four. Uh, Bo Hogue, um, pretty sure, played very well. Nope, he didn't. Sorry. That was Harry Higgs, I was thinking. Harry Higgs finished T9. Bo Hogue missed the cut last year in one start. Excuse me. Um, he is fourth around the greens. Fabian Gomez, fifth, sixth, Adam Hadwin, who played good last week. Wyndham Clark, seven. Another one of the names that I will be looking at this year as he, I feel like, moving in the right direction. I like Wyndham Clark's progression. Uh, ben on, there he is at eight. Charles Schwartzer at nine. Anaman Lahiri, Lahiri, excuse me, tenth. And there's Spieth at 11. Gim at 12th. The t- the uh, Texas Longhorns, so many of them now. So those are the top 10 uh, around the greens. As you keep going, there's a Finau, there's there's Matsuyama, there's Shafle, Rahm, Ustays, and I think it's an interesting name this week. And all these guys are in the top 20 here, strokes gain around the green. Um, but Ustays is an interesting name. I think Louis tends to show up at these kinds of venues, right? 
kind of need the whole deal. Perhaps a bit of a grinding kind of situation. And Louie um, hasn't played here since 2017, where he was T41. Let's go to strokes gain putting. And how about we go strokes gain putting on POA over the last 24 rounds? Interesting. Who's number one? Louis. <laughs> how about that segue? Louis who stays number one. Sned's number two. Two-time winner. Here's Maverick McNeely. I mentioned him earlier. Mav is three. That's an interesting name uh, to me because McNeely finished 15th here last year in T29 in 2018. I think McNeely's a decent play. I really do uh, in DFS. Uh, certainly can um, handle these greens. Got a little experience. There's Brian Stewart, number four. There's Wyndham Clark at five. So, you know, again, I was talking about Wyndham. Uh, Wyndham working with Boyd Summer Hayes now, and I think moving in the right direction um, and someone that um, kind of excited to watch. You know, he perhaps have underachieved a little bit to this point since turning pro. Um, but I, I, you know, there's been some very good things there at the end of last year, 13th at the Shriner, second at Bermuda, 23rd at the RSM. He was 54th at the American Express first time out this year. Um, not, not good with the putter, just lost three and a half there. Uh, but now back on a, on a surface that he likes, um, which is POA. Bermuda is his least favorite, and that's where he was last week. This stuff matters. These, these surfaces. Patrick Rogers, just ask him. Brilliant putter um, on POA. John Rahm is seven. Patrick Reed is eight. I like Patrick. Danny McCarthy is nine. Mark Hubbard is 10. That's a name. Mark Hubbard, and, and real quick, Rory McIlroy is 11. I like Rory this week. I really do. I, I think this is I think this is a spot where Rory can come out and make a statement. Uh, Hubbard likes Poa as well, as I mentioned. Um, you know, a name that I'll play from time to time. You know, when when the around the green is, is probably not as valuable, I think here around the green um, can be troublesome for him. And um, so he, he's going to have to, he'll have to manage that. He played here back in 2016, missed the cut. So, um, but there's McElroy, interesting, number 11 uh, on POA. So th that's kind of a, a deep dive. Um, oh, wait a minute. We forgot strokes gain off the tee. Travis, don't forget off the tee. We know distance is probably going to have more of a value here. There's Cameron Champ, number one. Strokes gain off the tee, last 24 rounds. Rory McElroy, number two. Victor Hovland, number three. We know Vic can go. Victor's top five, short list, best drivers in the game. Corey Connors. Right there is four. Uh, Gary Woodland, five. I like Gary. I like Gary, again, working with Justin Parsons. Um, you know, geez, Woodland, if, if Woodland um, can continue to sharpen up around the greens in the putter, he, I think, can have a big year. I, I think Gary... Um, is showing some is showing some good signs here, and he hit the ball very well last week. Strokes gain off the tee, just under positive three. Strokes gain approach one point five positive, and um, was just pretty pretty flat around the green with the putter. I like Gary this week. I think 
You know, I think that's a name that uh, you could you could certainly play to win, perhaps. Xander Schauffele right there off the tee. We know he can go. There's Bubba um, at 7, Rahm at 8, Kepka at 9. There's Kokrak at 10. There's Sam Burns at 11. I was talking about Sam earlier. You get the off the tee game, and you get the putter. He's 52nd in the field, but around the greens, he's 111th. So... You know, that's his that's his weakness. Luke List, kind of the same thing. 13th off the tee, 15th putting, 108th around the green. So that's uh that's that's kind of the kind of player that you might look at who can really get it going um and you know really gain strokes off the tee, gain strokes putting, and then when they miss a green, have um, you know, a, a good day from a from a, a stroke skin around the green standpoint. You know, a good day with short game. Hopefully, you don't have as many opportunities as the field. And and Will Gordon uh, is a name that kind of pops out to me. Um, works with Justin Parsons. How many times have I said that name? Will Gordon last twenty four rounds off the tee sixteen stroke skin putting fifty second. Feel like Will Gordon's getting better. The uh, Went to Vanderbilt, got a full year under his belt now. So can Will Gordon take those steps? So those are some names that, you know, you can hear by my voice I'll be looking at. Now, I want to go last segment here. We're going to build the model. The model is going to spit out our top 10. Final segment here, building out the model now. Now we're going to give a percent to each one of those areas of the game stroke scan approach as i talked about being one and then stroke scan putting 1a so we're gonna allot them the same percent and then just underneath that we're gonna go stroke scan uh around the green we're moving that up just below those two with stroke scan off the tee is going to be right there with it and then just stroke scan total I'm going to put right there as well. So everything's pretty bunched up with strokes gain approach and strokes gain putting, um, you know, slightly ahead of the other three. And we run that model and we look at it over the last 24 rounds. And of course, we're going to get a lot of the same names as Xander Schauffele pops up. Again, statistically, Xander Schauffele is the number one ranked player, if you will, according to my model. Coming into this, but I'll tell you, there's horses for courses, and then there's courses that players just don't like. <laughs> and this is one of them for Xander Schauffele. He has not played well here at all. Xander Schauffele, four missed cuts in the last five years, T25 back in 2019. So you can read into that what you want, right? You're going to play Xander? I'm certainly not going to play him to win, um, and I'm probably not going to play him in DFS either. You know, I'm probably going to just bench him for the week, which is tough to say because Xander, we know, is one of the best players on the PGA Tour, at least when it comes statistically. I think in the win column, he needs to to pick that up a little bit more. There's John Rahm, number two. I mean, this is the place for John Rahm. I mean, this place is just built for him. 
one here before. And, um, and you look at the kind of player that I've been describing that uh, needs to play well here. Well, John Rahm has it. He's got length. We know he's accurate off the tee. He's got a good approach game, and he's got a great short game. He is the complete player. Perhaps that's why he's the number two ranked player in the world. Harris English, number three. Don't scroll over him. Don't scroll over Harris English. I'm not going to play him. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting with Harris. As we open up his file, his, uh, his surf, his putting. Poa is his worst surface of the three, but it's not bad. You know, he's, he's still, let's put it, better than average on Poa. 32nd at the Sony. Struggled a little around the greens. Uh, won the Tournament of Champions, as we know. Positive 6.8 putting. That's a big number. Um, but that's what it takes to win sometimes, right? So you have to have those big numbers. But that's a bit of an outlier. You tend to take that in consideration. Um, if he if he putts like that again this week, he probably wins. Uh, but the likelihood of that happening is, is, uh, is not likely, right? We know that. Uh, OHL, 5th, RSM 6th. 10th at the CJ, 4th at the U.S. Open. I mean, this is the kind of stuff Harris English has been doing and um, and obviously ranks very high, as he does every week. Siwoo Kim comes in at number four. Siwoo, when you look at him, statistically, as I mentioned, um, he's showing steady improvement, and it came together last week at the American Express. Just absolutely crushed at ball striking. Strokes gain approach, eight. Strokes gained putting 3.5. Very balanced. Um, he was 25th at the Sony, as in case you were wondering, just kind of previous, 34th at the Masters. So, you know, this is a guy that was trending. Uh, he was 17th at the CJ, 8th at the Shriners. Uh, Siwoo strength is his short game. Always has been. Um, can he... Uh, I think the question here was Siwoo at this golf course is you're dealing with a bigger ballpark now. So uh, I, I like him less here because of that. You look at him historically, didn't play last year, T29 in 19, T35 in 18, T18 in 2016. So the length, I think, is the big question mark for Siwoo um, when it comes to this. Peter Malnati comes in at fifth. The one thing that, I think is not probably factored in here as much is the distance factor. You're seeing some big hitters, but I think with this model um, weighing out distance a little bit more um, is certainly something that you need to consider because distance off the tee here, I want to say is more important than accuracy. We know that because they're going to miss more greens here than any other venue. So I'm going to err on the side of give me the guy that hits it longer in the rough and then give me a guy that can get it done around the greens and is not a complete dog on POA. And I'll roll the dice a little bit on a good putting week, um, but I'm going to err on the side of getting the ball out there with adequate distance for sure this week. The history bears it out. Harold Varner the third comes in at seven. 
Sam Burns at eight. I keep going back and forth on Sam Burns. Um, you know, he, he's an interesting name. A lot of guys took him last week, got burnt. You know, Poa is the worst of his three. He is a good putter. It's easy to go back to Houston, where he finished seventh. Shriners, 34, seventh at Safeway. I'll probably pass on Burns at this moment in time, but perhaps by the end of the podcast here in a few minutes, I will be back on him. Bubba Watson comes in at nine. I think Bubba's an interesting play here. Um, Bubba... Last time we saw Bubba Watson, uh, Poa is his best surface, and last time we saw him was the Masters, where he finished 57th. But remember, he finished 4th at the Zozo and 7th at the CJ. I think Bubba is a good top 10, top 20 play. Um, he, he likes this place. He's got the distance, and he doesn't mind Poa. I think Bubba certainly deserves a long look. There is Louie at 10. I like Louie. I think he'll be filling in some of my DFS spots, as will, um, well, excuse me, Corey Connors, 11. Um, the around the greens, I'll probably pass on Corey, but I will be playing some Doug Gim, and I will be playing some Taylor Gooch as well, who comes in at 13. I like that 12-13. I like Doug Gim. I like Taylor Gooch. Um, I think that's another name, guy that does very well on POA. Uh, he was 21st at the American Express. I think with Gooch, it can be feast or famine a little bit with his short game. Um, he 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 looks he can look really good at times, and then he can look really bad. And it seems to kind of go in stretches. You know, his last three not as good around the greens. Really struggled at the American Express. Um, really cost him. And then uh, before that, great at Houston, finished fourth. Great at the CJ Cup, finished fifth. So, Gooch, around the greens, stand by for a second here. We're going a little deeper dive here with Taylor Gooch, who finished T36 and 20, and T3rd back in 2019, T51 in 2018. So, the Gooch requires some respect. Cameron Smith, 14. Ryan Palmer, 15. I like those. Certainly be playing some Ryan Palmer and then all the way down there, 16th Rory McIlroy because he hadn't played great, right? Last year, last as we look at these, uh, you know, last 24 rounds, last 36 rounds, last 50 rounds, you know, wasn't great for Rory. But we know Rory. We, you know, look, focus Rory, all systems go Rory. One of the best players in the world, if not the best. It's certainly... Right there with with DJ, those two, I think. And then Rom, JT right underneath that. Cameron Tregali at 17. <laughs> John huh, at 18. There's Victor Hovland at 19. There's Jason Kokrak at 20. Um, you know, can you... I think John Huh is a player that when you look at here as we go in a little deeper... Not great success here. Not really good at all. T45 last year. T25 in 19. Best finish. T8 back in 2016. Um, probably going to pass on John Hunt. I thought it was a little better than that, but it's not. Victor, 
There's that Coke Rack name. Patrick Reed at 22. Matthew Wolf at 23. Brooks Kepka at 24. So these are the names that are populating for me. Um, when I apply my percent to, I'm going to continue to tinker with that, but it gives you an idea of how I start to look at these names, uh, starting certainly with um, the history of this tournament, uh, as far as the type of course that it is. We know that experience is going to play a role here. And we know you need the complete game. So you start going into how players have fared here, as we did earlier in the podcast, and looking at their previous results, and then going in and breaking it out, itemizing it out um, per segment. Last 24 rounds, um, I'll go out to last 36, last 50 at times, and then, then you start to see the cream of the crop starting to rise a little bit. So I like to see the, the recent trend to some degree coming in. Certainly go deeper dive on some of those. And then apply the model as you see it. Um, and, and how strokes gain approach, strokes gain putting with that POA 1 and 1A, strokes gain off the tee with strokes gain around the green 2 and 2B. And you got the strokes gain total in there, which I'll move around a little bit. I'll probably certainly take a little deeper look at the bombers here and the distance and then start to formulate um, and what that looks like. I, I like Rory uh, to win. I think Rory is... Uh, is really starting to come into form here and not come into form. Let me take a step back. I think Rory is starting to get focused again. I think Rory is going to come out very focused and refreshed this year after last year, post COVID new baby. He looks in great shape. He looked focused Saturday and yes, he stumbled a little on Sunday He's coming to a spot that he's had great success at, T3, T5, the last two years. And um, let's put a win on the board. I think Brooks, as I mentioned last year, cash out with the coaches. Again, I think we'll come out focused. Um, but the two together give me Rory at this point in time, especially considering now the change uh, in coach, as we've now learned over the last couple of days, Claude Harmon no longer uh, his coach. But... I think Rory is the guy to beat uh, this week. I think Tony Finau is a is a safe top 20 bet. I think Patrick Reed is a safe top 20 bet. I think Charlie Hoffman is a name that's very interesting to me as you start going down to get some odds. I think Doug Gim is a very interesting name to me. Um, as you start to go down and get even more odds. And then some of the guys that have been here, right, with experience will play out. John Rahm's going to be tough if he's anywhere near his A game. We know that. John Rahm will be tough. Um, but some of the experience plays, um, you know, I think you have to kind of take a look at that because that seems to have some value here as well. And then you have to balance out that POA. POA, when players hear that name, it just seems to throw a wrench in everything. Some excel at it some it seems to be a smaller group and then a lot really struggle with it and you'll see it play in I think on some of the short putts but make no mistake Torrey Pine South okay you will see more fairways missed you will see more greens missed you will see uh, less up and downs and you will see more putts missed probably inside six seven feet than you will at most venues on the PGA Tour that's kind of what you're going to watch here all right so take that in consideration uh, 
when you start making your bets. Thank you so much for listening to the Stripe Show podcast. We do this once in a while. We just kind of read the phone book. <laughs> it's kind of what this is, right? It's uh, kind of a, a first look per se of uh, some of the key statistics that I look at as I start building my winners, my top 20s, and my fantasy lineups. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.